0: The Apostle Paul was a man who was a person of experience and anointing. He was a general in the faith. Someone say general. He was a general in the faith at the time. And if you're not familiar with this man, before he gave his life to Christ, he was a persecutor of the church and the followers of Jesus Christ. His name before his conversion was Saul. Someone say Saul. And when he had an encounter with Christ, he became Paul. Someone say Paul, who was one of the greatest communicators after Jesus Christ himself. We might know Paul as a great preacher of the gospel, but Paul was someone who mentored and discipled well. I don't know if you realise that today. Paul calls Timothy a true son in the faith. And we see that in 1 Timothy chapter 1. In fact, if you have your Bibles this morning, why don't you open up to 1 Timothy chapter 1 and that's the same online. And we're gonna be looking at a couple of verses of Scripture today that I really believe will touch your life. As he was one of, Timothy was one of Paul's closest disciples. In fact, as one of his closest friends that having ministered together together, in on missionary journeys. Paul shows us an important model on how to follow up, how to disciple and mentor those he is leading. So if you are a connect group leader, if you are a parent, if you are a business person or a person in leadership, can I ask you this morning to pay close attention to the great apostle Paul as he shows us the importance of these three things into developing Timothy and releasing him into everything that God has called him to be in Jesus' name. Come on, can I hear an amen today? Discipleship is more than teaching. Listen carefully. Discipleship is more than just teaching. It's more than just giving facts, but it is a relationship and is also a lifestyle. Come on, someone say lifestyle. There is something about discipleship and it's not a piece of Christianese that you hear from church, but it is a lifestyle that impacts lives that you never thought was even possible. There is something about discipleship and can I encourage everyone in this room today on online, we need to be discipled and we need to disciple. Come on, can I hear an amen today? We need to have a Paul in our lives that is discipling us, but we also need to have a Timothy in which we are imparting what God is showing us to teach the next generation to enable them to be everything that God has destined for them. That's why discipleship and leadership are very, very important. Because they are the passing down of the revelation of the goodness of God to another generation that will understand and seek to build on the foundations of what we have received from the Holy Spirit, which will catapult them into something greater in Jesus' name. There is something about discipleship that we need to do to see the manifold grace of God become a reality, not just in the Word, but in our daily lives. Paul was not married. He did not have children. But at the same time, he was a father to Timothy and others in the faith. And let this be an encouragement to those in the room today who maybe whose children have grown up and may have moved on or maybe you do not have biological children. You can, through discipleship, see people move forward in the plans and the purposes of God and see them grow up and move on and be everything that God has called them to be. And so this message this morning, if you're taking notes and online, is called Godly Edification. Come on, someone say godly edification. So now with all of that, what is the purpose of edification? And I know for a moment I'm sounding like we're in Bible college, which by the way, if you're looking to study into a greater depth of the word, please see the guys after the service today. Quick plug. Um, But the purpose of edification is to instruct, to bring clarity, To enlighten and to move people forward. Someone say, Forward. So, there are some things that we can learn as students of the Word of God that we need to apply when reading this text. And so, if we want to be people who edify in a godly manner, there are some things that we need to do. And the first one is this. To be someone who edifies in a godly manner, it all starts based on a foundation of submission to God. Come on, can I hear an amen today? Submission to Almighty God. And let's look at the, let's look at the text this morning. 1 Timothy verse 1 verse 1 to 2. I love this. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Saviour and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. Someone say, our hope. hope. To Timothy, the son of in the faith, grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I love this verse of scripture, and I love the way that Paul—it's it, it, just—he's got so much finesse when he's writing the text, when when the text is is being written here. And I almost feel like it's—it's it's more than just got, um, manly finesse, but it is the Holy Spirit that, that that really shapes these words that are so rich and so full. And I was just thinking about how Paul reminds the reader of his position that he has and, and that he is under the authority of Almighty God. He's under his authority. He is fully submitted in every part of his life. His calling, he, and, but look at this, he's also submitted in his tongue. Oh, you didn't expect that one, did you? Because you know what sometimes a challenge can be? Is that we say we are submitted to God. We've got no problems submitting our life to God. We've got no problems submitting our calling to God. But we need to ensure that if we are fully submitted to God, that also includes our tongue and what we say. Come on, can I hear an amen this morning? The tongue has to be fully submitted. Then he says, And the Lord Jesus Christ our hope. These lines of text, listen carefully. These lines of text is the basis of his authority to speak and disciple Timothy. Because we've got to understand something. If you want to be someone who is in authority, you need to be someone who comes under authority. Come on, can I hear an amen today? If you want to be someone that has greater authority with your children and your workplace, you want to be someone who's got a greater authority in different spheres and arenas of life, you need to learn to submit under a greater authority and that greater authority is Jesus Christ. That's almost clap worthy right there. Because godly edification is an outflow that comes out of our lives. People see it, people feel it, but it all starts from a place we are, where we are submitted to God within our heart, where it's a place where our heart is soft and is inclined to hear the voice of God. When it, this happens in our hearts, we are inclined to Him. What does happen? The anointing of God flows. See, the anointing of God is really the presence of God from heaven that is outflowing out of, out of your life and touching other people in Jesus' name. So can I encourage every person in a leadership position today, be someone who submits under the authority of Almighty God and watch the anointing of that authority flows through your life and see life's change in Jesus' Name. There is something about submitting under authority that brings authority. The next thing we need to do if we want to have godly edification is we need to take Note and do God's instructions. 1 Timothy 1 verse 3, listen to this. As I urge you, when I was in Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that may teach no other doctrine. What's actually happening here? Paul starts off with an instruction to Timothy by saying, hey, I will head to Macedonia. I've got to go and do some business there. But for you, you need to stay here in Ephesus because there is a job that needs to be done. There is a discipleship that needs to happen. There is a correction that needs to take place so that someone's life can be impacted in Jesus' name. Sometimes we don't realise that the, 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 the gravity of a decision that is made when God asks us to do something, how big of a thing it actually is when we obey and do and the anointing and the hand of God touches someone's life and then we are shocked. It comes because we've taken a place and a stance of obedience. There are times in our lives, listen carefully, there are times in our lives where God calls us to do certain things, move to a certain area, There are times not only God can take us and move us and get us to go into action, but there are also at the same time, there is a time where God can put a full stop and say, hey, 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 take five and spend some time with me. You know what I think sometimes as Christians? Sometimes we think that the big thing is stepping out and doing things for God and it is good and it's important. But can I tell you something today? You know what's just as important as stepping out for God is listening to the voice of God. He says, stop. Because sometimes we get confused. We think the bigger thing is the bigger thing. But can I encourage you today? The bigger thing is not the bigger thing. You know what the bigger thing is? you being obedient to the voice of God. And sometimes God will put a full stop to the sentence. That means stop. But there are some of us who are in a season where God is in the sentence, God puts a comma. What, is that, what does that happen? A comma is a pause and a wait. Don't get discouraged if God puts full stops and commas in your sentence. He knows what He is doing. He knows what He is doing. Who knows that sometimes where God leads us is not generally our first choice. Oh, come on, who knows what I'm talking about today? You know what's interesting? I wonder if the younger Timothy thought, but Paul, I would rather be doing ministry with you. But the reason, you know, it's interesting, the reason why this is in this text is Paul had to urge him. This would, it would appear that Paul had to do some convincing and some encouraging and that needed to happen. Timothy had to step out. And sometimes big things happen and big growth happens when we stop relying on people and start relying on God. Oh, come on. This morning, there are people in the room today, you know, you've stepped out and you're actually thinking to yourself, oh, my Lord Jesus, has this been a good idea? God, are you with me? Can I tell you, let me encourage you with this today. God is with you. When you step out and in, step forward in what God has, He is with you all the way. And get ready, brace yourself because big growth is happening in your life. Be encouraged, big growth is happening in your life. It is easy and comfortable to sit under the shadow of people who are who are before us and anointed. And sometimes we like to sit under the pause in our life. But sometimes pause will say, Hey, time to get out of the nest to step forward and get moving, because in the place of the fall is where God is. The next thing Paul says that if you want to be someone with Godly edification, the next thing we need to do is sort out incorrect doctrine. Oh, that's like that. Jeez, Pastor James, I can't believe you're saying it. Hey, sort out incorrect doctrine. In verse 3, we see Paul tells Timothy to deal with people who are teaching false doctrine. Paul is very concerned that of the purity of the doctrine, and we see that Paul's job is to get Timothy to safeguard the teaching of the church and correct those who have gone astray. In this passage, we see there is, we see strange doctrines. Whilst they are not mentioned, Paul is referring to teachings that go against the plain meaning of scripture. So let me just say this, in a day of modern technology and thank God for access of information, it is a good thing, it's a great thing. However, not everything we hear and see lines up with the Word. Oh, come on. Not everything you see on YouTube, not every reel you see on Instagram, not everything you see on TikTok lines up with the Word of God. And you need to take, stock take for a moment. And when you see something and you say, God, does this line up with your Word or is just good thoughts? Not everything is beneficial for your walk and your relationship with Jesus. Can I hear an amen today? So with that, with that, the Holy Spirit, who knows that the Holy Spirit reveals things to us when we we spend time with Him? Who knows what I'm talking about? The Holy Spirit reveals things to us. And I know for myself, when I've read texts in the Word, And the Holy Spirit just begins to open up the text and show me some things. And I have no doubt that He does that to you. That is actually normal. Come on, hear me out this morning. That is actually normal. When you read the Word, expect to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That is not abnormal. Maybe you're a Christian and this is the first time you're hearing this and you've been reading the Word and you feel an inkling in your heart. Maybe you feel a revelation coming in your mind and you wonder, wow, what is going on here? This is what happens when you have a relationship with God. The Holy Spirit sits with you when you read the Bible and He begins to reveal things out of Scripture that will bring revelation and breakthrough in your life. But I want us to understand something with that in mind. How do we know if it's actually from God or just a good feeling? We know that it is from God is when the revelation lines up with the Word and does not bring contradiction. Come on, hear me out today. It brings, and what is that meant to do? Revelation brings completeness. It brings wholeness. And get this one, it brings peace. You know the revelation is from God. When, when when you hear His voice, there is completeness, there is wholeness, and there is peace. And can I encourage everyone in the room today online, find someone that you can be discipled under, that you can share the revelations that God is speaking with you to help you learn to hear the voice of God clearer in Jesus' name. 1 Timothy 1, verse 4. Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes, rather than godly edification, listen to this, which is in faith. Paul is saying, do not heed, do not pay attention to fables. And you might be wondering, what's a fable? A fable is a short story that typically has animal characters in it to convey moral lessons. That's basically what a fable is. You might be thinking, why is that important in the context of things? It's important because at the time of the writing of this Scripture, the people that got saved were first generation Christians. They were pagans initially before they came to Christ. And so what they would do is they would bring all of their stuff from their previous belief system across to the Bible. But who knows that bringing stuff across is not beneficial. Some people were mixing and matching things from previous belief systems and bringing them into the church and their discussions with others. You know, before we came to Christ, there was, we had certain mindsets, certain habits that we bring into a relationship with Jesus that are not beneficial. Come on, hear me out this morning. That are not beneficial. Do not build us up and do not help people move forward in their faith. And listen to this. Sometimes these things can be in direct contrast to our walk with Jesus Himself. As we walk with Christ, listen carefully. We have the opportunity to cleanse our lifestyle and thinking so that our ways line up with the Word of God. There is a cleansing that needs to take place. As you work, walk on this journey with Jesus, He sends people into your life to teach you and to show you things and to change. But and, but which, which finishes quite nicely with the last point about godly edification. We need to learn to listen to the Timothys that God has sent us. Come on, hear me out this morning. The hardest thing sometimes is we do, not, we, we do not realise that maybe we need to change. That maybe we are the ones who need to change. As we walk with Jesus, God sends Timothys into our lives. Did you know that? He sends Timothys into our lives and that we need to change. And you know what we're thinking about? And if God is sending Timothys into your life today, can I encourage you to listen? Come on, hear me out today. We need to listen. We need to listen because as we listen, what they have got to say is actually important. Could it be today that maybe what, for you to move forward in your faith and your relationship with Jesus is, could be based on the fact that we need to listen to the Timothys and actually do something about it? As we submit, we realise and we make a move, the Holy Spirit comes in and helps us. Romans 12.2 says this, But do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Someone say mind. Look at this. Now, what happens when our mind is renewed? That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and what? Perfect will of God. 1 Timothy 1 verse 5. Look at this. And Paul is shifting gears now. He's gone from fifth to sixth. He's in overdrive. He's now on the autobahn. He's sitting at 110 kilometres an hour, not going over the speed limit, of course. And he gives the reason where this is all based. 1 Timothy 1. five. Now, the purpose of this commandment is love. Someone say love. From a pure heart, from a good conscience and from sincere faith. Paul in this little text is giving Timothy and us a reason and a place where instruction is coming from. Never think that instruction is about beating people over the heads. It's not. It comes from a heart that's pure, pure love. He's reminding Timothy that the reason why, you do this is because of a pure heart. Our faith in God is based on a pure heart. In fact, when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, what happened? He came in, He entered into your life, He forgave you of your sins. He did things to clean up our heart. It's funny, our goal You know, 1 Corinthians 8 talks about that knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Come on, someone say love edifies. Our goal in teaching and discipling people is orienting people to a greater place of gratitude to God. Obedience to His will and purpose And a love that extends beyond our ability to see lives changed in Jesus' name. So this morning, if you want to be someone who who edifies in a godly manner, it's a reminder that we do that and it's all based on the foundation of a submission to Almighty God. It comes from when we follow God's instructions and it comes out, when we sort out incorrect doctrine, but also it is from a place where we listen to the Timothys that God has sent us. Let me finish with this church. What can you do this week to see lives changed, people discipled and the love of Christ shown to others? You know, Our prayer this week, my prayer this week is that in any of these areas, as we do them, I pray and believe that Almighty God will bless you exceedingly, abundantly, and above all that you can ask or think. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give us some praise this morning? Come on.